Hi, I'm Sam Garland. I'm an actor in Brooklyn, New York, and I believe that everyone on this planet is deeply creative. And not only that, I believe that engaging with our creativity is what connects us to our humanity and to our divinity. Whether it's starting a business, homeschooling your kids, cooking, painting, dancing, writing, acting, knitting, gardening, we are all called to express ourselves in myriad, incredibly unique ways. These are our gifts to the world. And yet, and yet, most every artist suffers terribly from self-doubt, from fear of public humiliation, from being too hard on themselves. That's certainly been my journey. I've done a lot of work on why my brain attacks when I'm being creative and how I can let this thing that I'm called to do out into the world. I'm still figuring it out, and I invite you to join me. Hi, my friends. Welcome back. Um, I'm having a rough day. Uh, I... I'm doing this crazy, not so crazy eating program where I'm pretty much living off of um, squash and a handful of nuts for a few days every other week. It seems to really help my um, digestive system, which is really important, um, but I'm hungry and tired and cold. And today my stomach is on fire, even though I'm eating this crazy squash nut medley. Um, and I was tired on Monday and so I didn't record the podcast and now I feel pressure and frustrated with myself that I didn't do it and wanting to have more energy and I had occupational therapy this morning because my wrists hurt when I play guitar <laughs> and I'm having a bit of a woe is me day where I'm like, come on guys, I just want to be able to play the guitar. Why is it so hard? And fortunately, I think my wrists according to the x-rays at least, seem to be fine. They just are structurally hypermobile and um, pretty weak. And one of the things that I'm learning is that I've been injured in a lot of weird ways over the years. So every time something hurts, I just stop using it, which I'm learning in adulthood is not the best plan. Like you should stop using it for a little while so it can rest and recover. But the goal ultimately for most of our joints and muscles is to strengthen them. So I'm sort of trying to make up for lost time because I um, have always had pain in my wrists and just kind of didn't use them, you know, to do push-ups or yoga or play guitar. Um, and now I really want to play guitar, which means going to OT and working out my wrists, which doesn't sound like a hard thing, but then they're sore all day when you're trying to type and, I don't know, open jars and cook and stuff. And anyway, I'm having one of those days where I'm like, why is being a human so hard? And and how does that get in the way of wanting to be an artist? You know, like I really just want to turn off everything and go to bed. Um, and I also really want to get this podcast done. And I also really want to work on my script. And I also really want to play guitar. And those things feel diametrically opposed. And I'm angry about it. And I went for a walk in the park to kind of get some space and clear my head. And I was thinking about I was actually thinking about myself when I was like 10 or 12. And I remember I was in summer camp and apparently I said, it's not fair so often that it became my catchphrase. I don't know if you guys remember paper plate awards. I don't know if you grew up with that, but <laughs> they're like, 
<laughs> this really darling thing when, you know, a show or summer camp ends that, you know, a camp counselor would like hand out literally write on a paper plate, like award for, I don't know, most friendly or award for most whatever. And ours got really weird. Anyway, I got a paper plate award that pretty much said it's not fair, which tells you how often I said this thing. Um, and I had a real sense of wanting everyone to get enough attention, wanting enough, wanting whatever food pudding was being distributed for there to be enough for everybody and for everyone to share equally. Like I had a very deep seated sense of justice and being, wanting everyone to get the same thing. And I was thinking today about how, um, how none of it's fair. And both good and bad, you know, the fact that I live in this incredibly affluent country, I have incredible access to food, to doctors, I have health insurance, I have a job, I have a home. There are people who live in incredible poverty or who live in fear for their lives, who it's very choice to go for education, you know, puts them at risk. Um, to speak the truth puts them at risk. I have so much that is so good and I'm also struggling. And also, even in the like shitty department, my body's really having a rough time. But I was talking to a friend whose um, parent is declining and not fiscally responsible. And so she's having to really support her mother and take care of her and figure out what to do next um, with her and her home and her estate. And I don't have that, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed that my parents are financially secure and, and they're not leaning on me at least yet for that kind of support. And that frees up time. I haven't had to choose between having kids and trying to figure out other things that call to me. Um, or maybe I have, and I've, you know, at this point chosen not to have kids, but I know a lot of friends who like, we don't have a support network for having kids and being able to want to do other things um, in this country. So there's just a lot of ways in which that's not fair. And I, I think part of this kind of grieving process of going through, like really understanding that my body is not the body I thought I had, that I really do have something that's deeply wrong that requires attention and healing and, um, and a lot more work than I've already been doing. And part of the grieving is like, I've been at this for a really long time trying to fix my body without a diagnosis. And I'm already coming into this really exhausted. Um, and, and there's this kind of acceptance of, you know, I've been listening a lot to podcasts on chronic illness and, um, this really wonderful podcaster, um, named Kate Bowler, who's a professor of divinity at Duke University and was diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer when she was 35, young and married and had a little kid and just devastated her. Um, she's, I don't know if she's in remission, but she's still around and podcasting four or five, I think, years later. And so, um, but she talks about sort of that upending of your life, you know, that you thought you were headed one way and, and kind of this very American um, self-help world, toxic positivity toxic positivity stew that we live in that sort of teaches us like if you just think positive thoughts enough if you just manifest if you believe enough you can get to a place where all this will be good and and there's a part of me that does really believe so much in the power of our minds and the power of how we frame a situation how we want it how we choose to think about it 
that is an absolute game changer. So I kind of straddle these two worlds, which is um, one of really wanting uh, to see what is still possible. But I think a really big missing piece for a long time has been you can't just skip over the grief. You can't skip over the loss of, I don't have the energy that I thought I would. I'm in pain today again. Um, I'm doing all the right things. And yet this is still not, this is still broken. You know, Um, this takes up a lot of real estate in my brain. I spent a lot of time researching diets and medicines and food and tracking symptoms and asking and wondering how I feel. And it's been hard to make plans because I don't know what kind of energy I'm going to have. And I'm canceling on friends and I'm already like socializing took a hit because of the pandemic. And, um, it's really isolating to not have the energy to, to catch up with friends. So there's like all of these like ancillary costs of, of being chronically ill. And, um, Anyway, I'm not, again, not a podcast about chronic illness, but it made me think about how I think about my creative career. And the way that this loops back is that I'd signed up for this newsletter recently. There's a guy named Ryan Holiday who writes um, about stoicism, which I had to look it up. Uh, It's a a philosophy, I think, of ancient Greeks, so like 3,000 years before Christ. And um, I don't know a ton about it, but sort of the way that he approaches it and what he writes about is this idea that was inherent to them, which is um, contemplate your death every day because it will really make you kind of choose better how you want to spend your hours, your minutes, your life. I have some some gripe with this because I feel like I do contemplate my death kind of more than I would like to because part of being feeling ill is that you're aware of the fragility of the body and it's not a pleasant thing. And so I do think deeply about how do I want to spend my time? What does bring me joy and purpose in my life? But I also do it from a place of, I don't feel like I have energy to run out into the world and build big things and leave a legacy. I feel more, um, I'm tired and how can I appreciate the sun streaming in my window and the birds outside my, you know, um, outside my window singing and how can I appreciate the grace of good food today? You know, so it it's anyway, it's a different thing, but he was writing actually about Chadwick Boseman, who I'm sure many of you know from Black Panther because um, he gave an incredible performance in that, but even before then had given incredible performances um, playing Thurgood Marshall um, playing, uh, Jackie Robinson, actually I looked him up playing James Brown, doing a lot of biographies of like really incredible black men through history. Um, just really electric performer. And after black Panther came out and it was this massive global hit, I think about two years after he died of colon cancer and like no one knew, I mean, his, you know, friends and family, his close circle knew that he had been, he'd been sick for, I think four years, maybe longer sick when he's filming Black Panther, maybe in remission, but, you know, battling at least cancer and died and was quite young, I think early forties. And so this email came in from Ryan Holiday talking about stoicism and talking about Chadwick Boseman and talking about how people often, you know, see that news and look to him and go, God, that's so terrible. That's so sad. How, you know, how could someone with such life and spirit, you know, be taken? I don't understand. And and his his thing was to say, none of it's fair. 
you know, and not just to look at that and say, how could that, but to instead turn it to you and say, that could be me too. And his whole thing, again, with stoicism is not to say that in a way that defeats you or makes you want to curl up in bed and not get up, but to say, it's so random and there's no reason why someone is healthy and someone else is not. And this might not be news to you at all. I think some people grasp this much more easily than I certainly have. I've always kind of been like, I don't understand how there is so much suffering in the world. And yet I live like a really comfortable existence. And I also don't understand how I have so much pain in my daily, you know, lived body experience. Um, and others don't like, there's just all these ways in which like the math doesn't add up for me. And I get really caught up in that. And what I appreciated about this kind of Chadwick Boseman, you know, shout out a because he's an actor that I really respect and admire and he gave so much to his roles um in 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 the midst of really dire you know circumstances like he was really battling for his life um and it was able to really dedicate himself and I don't know that's like an extra level of inspiration from him um but but also I was just you know thinking about um kind of what did I need today? You know, when I was tired and grumpy and in pain and not wanting to be a creative and not wanting to like prove myself and do more and get a thing done. And I was just thinking it sucks and I'm sorry and it's not fair. And that's kind of what I wanted to say to you guys, you know, whatever you're struggling with, whether it's that your career isn't where you wish it was, whether it's that you're the pandemic wiped out your savings, your job, your living, you know, there's so much loss uh, in so many different ways to be contended with um, pre-pandemic and then add in the pandemic loss. And, um, you know, whether it's that you lost childcare for a year and you've been home with your kids and that's just taken any kind of bandwidth that you had, whether it's that you had an illness come up or you've got parents who need you or your job is gone could be a million different things. And I just want to say, I'm sorry, it sucks. And it's not fair. And I just think that has to be the place we begin. You know, maybe tomorrow you'll want to pick up a pen and work on your novel, or paintbrush and draw or a guitar and spend five minutes playing music. And maybe that'll bring you solace and peace. And I think for me, one of the lessons I'm trying to learn is for so long, I wanted, I thought I needed to wait until I was healthy and perky and happy and a thousand percent all in before I could really deliver the performance or the audition that was required of me. And I'm really trying with this podcast with myself as an artist to break down those walls and say, I can feel like hell and I can be feeling sorry for myself and I can be angry at the world and, and sad about where my body is and where I thought it would be at, at this age, at this point in my life. Um, and I can still show up and that is the full humanity. You know, there doesn't need for me to just imagine a better future for me to be here today. And I don't think we talk about that enough. You know, I like the bright, shiny future also, um, but it does need a service because it doesn't let me also be here now and give myself the solace that I need today, which is I'm sorry. It sucks that it hurts and it's not fair. So if you needed to hear that today, then this message is for you and... If you didn't, then 
I send you all the love. I'm so glad that things are good. And I'm also grateful that you're here on this journey with me because I feel like being in community is the greatest gift that we have to give each other. So thank you for being a part of this. I wish you well, and I hope to see you next week. Take care, my loves. Mm-hmm.